Welcome to Time in the Word. Have you ever wondered why some leaders are more admired and more successful than other leaders? Proverbs 29 and 2 states, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Today, I would like to spend the next few minutes focusing on the topic, the mentality of an effective leader, God's way. As we examine this topic, I want to address three key points. What determines effective leadership? How God chooses leaders? And the characteristics and traits that are definitive for great leadership. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. You don't have to be the leader to take on the role of a leader. Leadership is about sound judgment. It's about making decisions and creating influence in the right direction. It is the ability to draw the thoughts and actions of people in agreement towards a common goal. So how does God choose? In 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter, we find Samuel on his way to anoint one of Jesse's sons to be king, David. Verse 6, And it came to pass, when they were come, that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So how many times have you and I been passed over for the job because you don't look the part? You're too short, too tall, too wide, too skinny. You don't speak the way others speak. Your skin might be different. You speak with a foreign accent. These are all indicators of how men choose. But the true heart of a champion and a leader is one in whose heart can be yielded to God's guidance. God looks for a guided heart and he often chooses shepherds and vine dressers because of the care they give to what's committed to their trust. In Amos the seventh chapter, it reads, then answered Amos and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was a herdsman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock, and the Lord said unto me, Go prophesy unto my people Israel. He took David from tending to his father's sheep to conquering a battle that would ultimately lead him to being king of Israel. So what are these characteristics that are definitive for great leadership? I'm glad you asked. 2 Samuel 23 verse 3 reads, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be like the light of the morning when the sun rises a morning without clouds, like the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. Leaders God's way must first be just in judgment, not given to bribes or partiality. 
they must weigh all matters of the heart on even scales. Okay? Two, leaders must be as the light of the morning when the sun rises. There must be a tenderness and a compassion to leading people. The full strength of the sun is never exhibited as it rises, but it is subtle in nature when it comes up. So there must be a balance in the force of power, both lamb and lion-like characteristics. No one needs to see the full strength of your power until the occasion permits. One of the greatest aspects of God's word is learning from the experiences of others that we read about in the Bible. And in Genesis, the 33rd chapter, we get one of the greatest pictures of what it means for a leader to rule with compassion. Here we find Jacob on his way back to his homeland, and he must go through a land that Esau is traveling and has been dwelling. Jacob stole Esau's birthright, his blessing. Now he has to confront him. And in his travels, going to meet his brother or going through the land to confront, he takes his servants and places them in front to lead so that if his brother has some type of art, he has a way to escape. So he kept his children and his wife, Rachel. He kept those things most closest to his heart. He kept it close to them. Okay. But the conversation after they met, once he found out that Esau didn't have anything um, against him, there was a conversation. And out of it comes eight points that I want to give you in closing that tell about the compassion of true leadership. And this is how it reads. Genesis 33, verse 13 through 14 says this. And he said unto him, My Lord knoweth that the children are tender, and the flocks and herds with young are with me. And if men should overdrive them one day, all the flock will die. Let my Lord, I pray thee, pass over before his servant, and I will lead on softly, according as the cattle that goeth before me, and the children be able to endure, until I come again unto my Lord and to Seir. Esau was prepared to leave certain troops with him to lead him back to the homeland. But Jacob realized that his men were structured in such a way, they were men of war, that they would probably be moving too fast. So he gave the spiel that we just read. And here are the eight points that I want to leave you that are great signs of a leader. Number one, when you care about others more than the need to reach a goal. Again, when you care about others more than the need to reach a goal. Two, you view everyone as equally important. Three, care not to require more from people than they can give. He had a flock of people, young children, kids, women, and and even elderly. And you can't drive that to the max. You can't drive that hard and expect for people to perform at their best. Okay, so so take care to, to not to require more from people than they can give. 
um, the next thing. Four, give yourself points of periods of rest to endure the journey. I think a great leader looks at where he's going and where you can go, but you must give yourself points and periods of rest so that you can endure and so that the people that are with you can endure the journey. Uh, number five, pace yourself to finish your course. Okay, set a pace that is equally and that would be equitable for everyone with you. You set a pace for yourself to finish your course. Six, recognize and know the flock among you. Know them that labor among you. As a leader, you should know your flock and the limitations that they possess. Okay, I'm going to say that again. As a leader, you should know your flock and the limitations that they possess. Seven, value the lives that are around you. Okay, when he spoke with his brother, he spoke concerning how tender they were. Value the lives that are around you. And then eight, leaders don't lead from the rear. You always lead. You take the lead from the front. You do not lead from the rear. So Jacob, we saw that he put himself in the back. But leaders always lead out front. We're not hiding, but we're out front making the decisions and the judgments that must be to bring goodwill to all. And Heavenly Father, we give you praise and we thank you. We thank you, dear God, for teaching us and showing us how to lead. We thank you, dear God, for showing us how to speak with, how to grow with congregations of people and how to use sound judgment in the day and time that we're living in with wisdom and compassion and knowledge and understanding. We thank you, dear God, for taking our cues from you, and we will not fail to go to you and ask you for the help that we need in this day and time to lead our household, to lead our families, to lead our congregations, to lead our schools, to lead our churches, to lead this world in the right direction, which is one nation truly up under God, under your rule. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.